I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello. Oh. Do you want to start again? Yeah, it's too late now. Too late. Once you've, once you've said the first word, we're rolling, so. Yep. Hi, everyone. Hi. Andrew tried to ruin it. I think he was. Uh, I was trying to change things up like you told me to last or a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, well, we tried to. Whatever. Uh, hi. Hi. Welcome to the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Andy Quilden, as always, joined by Andy Boy Simmons. And Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Tired, actually. I'm tired feeling, and sore. I'm feeling very tired today. Yeah. I mean, I haven't wrestled as much as, like, most, you know, like the All-Star crew, but I've wrestled probably three, three, six, nearly nearly 50 matches over the last six weeks, which isn't <clears throat> uh, uh, a huge amount, but it's enough to be ready for a little bit I mean, bit at of your break. age, and it's a... Well, it's that's, a, a, that's the problem. I'm not you know. 21 anymore. Yeah. I can still do... Um, <clears throat> I can still do the WWE schedule. Just, you in know. Ca- just in case you're listening. <laughs> That's it, in case you need me. I can still do that. So, cool. So, you've been... Okay, so, 50 matches. Dean Allmark's wrestled over 100, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's been at it too. I haven't yeah. done any two-a-days this year. Yeah, he's a, he's a hard worker, isn't he? Yeah. Do you know where he's where he could also wind up doing two matches in one day? The Super J Cup. The British J Cup. British J Cup. Manchester. Yeah, this Saturday. Next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Next Saturday. Oh, I'm tired. So I have I, I have explained it to the wife. I said, listen, I'm going to be away this weekend and the following weekend and for numerous days in between. And what did she say? Actually, she was quite right about it until probably the day comes when it's like, oh, I'm going to Manchester. Yeah. Yes. I'll be like, yes, I'm going to go out, hang out with Pat Patterson and X-Pac and uh, Dave Meltzer. Yep. Yeah. It'd be quite a good weekend, and actually. The cultaholic crew. Yeah. I've always wanted to meet Matthew from Botchamania and Adam Pacitti, who I wrestled in a Royal Rumble once. That was a that was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because he did a documentary, right? Adam yeah. Pacitti. And uh, he did a documentary where Chris Kay kicked uh, the crap out of him, right? <laughs> I think he did, yeah. Or yeah. Chop- I looked he, did the, he did the old kick to the back, right? The old <coughs> Robbie Greenside <coughs> football kick to the back. Yeah. And he gave him quite a few chops, didn't he? Yeah. Welcomed, welcomed him into the world of professional wrestling in a lovely manner. Yeah. The Br- only British wrestlers know how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, to be fair, I'm sure they get it a lot worse. Well, we've heard some stories actually about some other training schools outside of this country that can be pretty brutal too. So, yeah. But I mean, uh, I think it's just yeah. That was a, a baptism of fire for Adam Pacitti. Maybe we can discuss that with him. Maybe he'll maybe he'll want to do our podcast. Maybe that could open up open up the the realms to a, n- a whole new audience. Because did you see the big boxing match this weekend? I didn't see it, but obviously I've do heard. You know it, all about it. it drew KSI a tremendous and Logan Paul and KSI. What? Who's KSI? I don't know. I'm not a YouTube. I'm not a. He's a man. I'm trying to sign to a Revolution Pro Wrestling contract. Is he? He's a. He's a but like I guess they're YouTube personalities, um, and KSI actually did a, a boxing match with someone else. Okay. Um, and he sold out the copper box in like thirty minutes. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and it's huge. Isn't these it? guys, Logan Paul and KSI, they did a press conference at York Hall. That's how big their uh, right. That's how big their fight was. And Logan Paul, he's the one who did that quite controversial yeah, video. The Japanese suicide. Suicide jungle. forest or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't um, see it, but I heard about it. But this is all part of his. At the end, he cut a babyface promo. You know, he's on his path to redemption. You know, this isn't. This doesn't. 
you know, this doesn't redeem him, but this is, you know, a step in the right way. And okay. I want to thank was it a charity PSI. gig, was it? <laughs> Hell no. Oh, really? Oh, well. Hells to the nose. How do we, how are we redeeming ourselves there? I think just training hard, being a positive role model. Oh, okay. You know, um, changing the business. Okay. But like, was it a charity? No. And they had like a ridiculous amount of people pirated it for free on Twitch. Okay. Um, many people were disappointed with the channel, the Twitch for allowing so many illegal streams uh, of the thing. But the dudes did, I want to say, 800,000 people buys okay. at £10 a pop. Really? Watching that boxing a lot of money, yeah. around the world. So, you know, it's just craziness, isn't it? Mm. I know it's only a tenner, but, you know... What a, what a world we live in, and that's probably like you know people who really embraced YouTube early are really able to reap the the benefits and rewards right now. I think obviously to get to the status, I know I know it's probably not impossible, but to get to the status of a Logan Paul or KSI, it, it now yeah would be a lot lot harder to break through than it sure. you know, if you if you were one of the people who jumped in on that technology in its infancy. And some of the people who jumped in on that technology in its infancy, we're gonna we're FWA, right? Yeah, I <laughs> guess so. Yeah. So yeah. Like we'll get obviously we'll get into them because mm. FWA 2.0, your 2.0. perspective, that's it, is uh, is what we're going to be talking about later on. Um, but but yeah, they jumped into it in its infancy. So you know, like if there's a if it, if there's new technology, it might be hard to figure out where you can monetize it at first, but ultimately you will, and that's exactly what you know, those boys have done. So fair play to them. And people can be like, oh, they should have donated money to charity or whatever. But like my hat's off to them because they're two entrepreneurial young men who've created a, a business for themselves. And like, a, you know, you get people who say about the, um, you know, they're, they're um, a disgrace to the sport of boxing or whatever. But I don't think they ever profess to be professional fighters and like, <laughs> no no I guess and, you can't, and they can did you? they did train you know it's no different to a, essentially the way what i'd say is it's probably likened to white collar boxing you know where that you know are you familiar with that concept where, yeah yeah raj you know, did people, raj Ghosh. where people who work in the wherever in offices or whatever they go to a boxing gym and they learn the craft of boxing and they do a boxing show which is for charity so they get fit they, they get trained for free they get fit and healthy um, people been paid to watch the shows and then donate the money to charity. Yeah. So it's Great a concept. It's, it's a nice concept, and I'm not suggesting. Obviously, I know the money never went to charity for this this YouTuber's personalities fight, but the concept is very similar in terms of you know taking novices at a sport and then having them train and mm. whatever. And I'm sure they. I never looked at any of the hype. I should. I, that's in fact something I'm actually going to do is look at the you know if there's any hype videos or anything building it up. See if there's anything that I can learn from it from a professional wrestling standpoint. Because obviously, aside from being two huge personalities. Something obviously resonated, you know. Like, um, I know Rio Ferdinand is training for a boxing career. No, he was, know. I think. Oh, was he not doing it anymore? I don't think he is anymore, is he? No. But I knew it was like a bet Fred thing, right? He okay. was going to become a boxer. But I don't know, obviously, like I said, I don't know where that's at now. But I would bet that unless it's covered in a similar fashion to the way this has been covered, you wouldn't be interested in it. No. You know, a big part of Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor one year ago when they fought each other was the hype train behind it. And, like, despite the fact it was a... Let's be honest, Conor McGregor had no chance of winning that fight. However, we believed he had a, had a shot because of the excellent job done hyping it up. And I think that there might be some best practice in terms of promoting that we can nick from the, you know, this uh, local okay. KSI fight. Just throwing it out there. There might cool. be nothing. But yeah, yeah. Who well, there you go. All um, right. What else, uh, what else have you been doing? I've been working so hard, mate. So hard. <laughs> 
my life's not happy at the moment. Yeah, but we can talk about things now, can't we? We can because this will be going out probably about seven p.m. Yeah, what's coming out? In Allegedly at five p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's now twenty-three minutes to five as we so record in 23 this. Twenty-three minutes time, we'll find out for sure, won't yeah. we? But um, Revolution Pro Wrestling, we uh, have a television deal which we've not really, we've only been able to cryptically talk about really, aside from the fact that obviously I had to, I had to say that um, I had to announce it was a television deal because obviously we're going to your call next week, next Wednesday. Tickets only been on sale for two weeks. And we've not really got a sell because it's a TV taping. So it's, uh, when I say we've not got a sell, like there's a lot of matches which we can't announce. It's not like a standard York Hall show where we can announce a full card and have a, you know, people look at the card up and down and be like, oh my God, that's going to be amazing. This is a TV taping. So some of the matches which happen will be a result of some of the happenings from the day before or yes. earlier on. Um but it's still going to be a high-quality show because, as I said last week, I really want to present my vision of professional wrestling to the, the wrestling audience, like the, the general public, um, and, um, and just, you know, have a different slant on things in the way we present stuff. Now, um, obviously, we made the decision to go ahead and do it because it was a case of we could have delayed it, so next week's wouldn't have necessarily been the first tapings. It could have been in a month's time. But I felt that we had to go. It's one of those things like, you know, like you can delay it, you can delay it, you can put it off, you can put it off, you can keep making excuses. Or you can just try and make it happen. Yeah. And that's what we've done with these TV tapes. I think you touched on that last week, the and same, th- just that philosophy. Yeah. And uh, and that's, uh, and, uh, uh, and and we kind of like, it was almost like, we have to announce something. We can't just be like, cryptically, we're coming to your call. Buy yeah. a ticket. Why? Yeah. You know, so we had to say they're TV tapings, but obviously with all the, um, you know, uh, all the, the the paperwork that has to be done and all the legal team stuff has to pass through before stuff can be announced, made public. We were unable to announce the TV station. Um, and they, in fact, said, well, you can announce it, but we can't publicly acknowledge it until it goes through our legal teams and stuff. <laughs> so to me, I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. And the reason I, I said to you earlier, didn't I, when, when we were, I was kind of going back to, back and forth, and the reason why this was, was because so many times in British wrestling over the years, there's been promises of, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah. And it's like over-promise, under-deliver. And for me, I want to always speak the truth. And I would like, I don't know, like I think like, you know, this podcast now is like a, it's a factual record, which is going to be there forever, right? Yeah. So you can look at this podcast now and say, well, this is what they said about this. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 years from now, you can look back at what we've been saying and see, you know, if what we've said has happened, if what we said is the truth. And I just want 99.9% of the stuff that comes out my mouth to either come true, be the truth, or, you know, I... I don't want people looking back and saying, well, he misfired <laughs> massively there, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's no um, way you could sit here and say, oh, we're on this channel and then, you know. And then it falls through. And it just doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. But you committed to running the shows, so you'd probably still run the shows anyway, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, but we're going live. What's the top? What time? We're now 4.40. 4.40. Oh, 20, so minutes 20 minutes time. 20 minutes time. So Are you, you going to, do you want to do it now? Because well, obviously yeah, we might as well just do it now. And if they, if they haven't announced it, then the podcast might be delayed by a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's going to be announced that um, that Rev Pro is coming to free sports um, in the uh, in the not too distant future. So um, Tell the people about so, free sports. So free sports, obviously it's a channel, it's, it should be known by some wrestling fans because it's a channel that Five Star Wrestling was on. And obviously since the collapse of five-star wrestling, I, I, I assume they've been looking for a 
something to, to fill in the blank, I guess, to, to a wrestling TV product. Well, they obviously to, liked to fill in the blank. They obviously liked wrestling being on their TV station. Yeah. So that's um, obviously a positive. Yeah, absolutely. And they know what to expect, but like they, you know, in terms of professional wrestling, like I'm, I'm not saying we're going to present something completely different to to what Five Star Wrestling was. Yeah. Did we um, talk about Five Star Wrestling? Before? Uh, briefly, briefly. Like okay. we spoke about like the concept of going into arenas, and I'm yeah. sure we'll discuss it in more detail in in a future episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, we did briefly discuss about it. Well, the whole concept was incredibly overambitious. Maybe I said we will talk about it another day, but. Was it Linsky we talked to about with it? Yeah, we did, and it was it was mentioned briefly in our Brit Res Fails episode as well. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so we it, it, the fact remains we're going on free sports for free sports. The reason why free sports is such a great channel for us um, is because it's available in every single home. So it's on Sky Digital. So it's on Sky. It's on Freeview. Um, it's on Virgin now. It never used to be on Virgin. But it's on Virgin now. So like you don't you don't even have to like to where I say it's on Freeview. I mean you don't obviously have to pay for any TV to yeah. have, you know. Sure. It's on it's on every single TV channel. It's available in over 18 million homes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, it's, so it's freely accessible for everyone now. I'm not suggesting we're not going to get anywhere close to the ratings of, of World of Sport, obviously, because it's not ITV. You know, like if you look at the ratings that the channel gets, it's probably you know nowhere near the, the level of uh, you know an ITV or a you know BBC or whatever have you. But we are we are in those homes, and you know you can it's easy it's easy to hunt out. Well, you know? uh, I've got some info here. Yeah. Mm. So, Freeview HD Channel ninety five. Yep. A lot of it is a lot of them is channel eighty ninety five on. Okay, Sky Channel. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, but uh, well, there's a couple here. Sky Channel four two two. So you're right in the bang in the sports there. Virgin TV one thirty or five five three. There seems to be like a bit of a slash there. FreeSat two five two. Talk Talk ninety five. BT Vision ninety five. Yeah. So there you go. So it's uh, you know it's available in essentially every home in the UK. Yeah. Um. So even though, like I say, even though it's not, um, you know, it's not you know the the one, two, three, or four. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's available in every single home, so mm-hmm. it's not a. Uh, it, so it gives us the ability to be accessed by many, many people. So you know, now if if you're in your shop and someone says, "Oh, the wrestling's on the," you know, are you is your wrestling on the telly? Yes, it is. What channel? What, what you got? Yeah, that's free it. Freeview yeah. channel, freeview channel ninety five. Yeah. So you know? I, where I've been so busy this summer. Obviously, I talk to people like real people, and obviously I talk to you on this podcast. And I always, I might have said this already, and forgive me if I have, but I said how I was, where I still do some shifts for my mum and dad, bless them as they get older, I was kind of like that little bit embarrassed of like, oh, that wrestling on ITV, you on it? No. Do you know what I mean? So at least now I can say, oh, well, I'm not on that one, but I'm on this one. I'm free so, sport. Anyone can watch that. So there you go. So yeah. so it's great that it's going to be accessible Feel to a bit so, more vindicated. Many, so, so many people. And I think that's, a, that's you know, they're a channel that matches our... Um, our kind of do-it-yourself nature, I guess. Like, okay. they, you know, they've got what out else there. Do, they, do you know what else they have? Oh, they've got loads of stuff on there. Like, uh, many sports. They just, like, started showing ice hockey, which I think is pretty cool. Because I bloody it, love ice hockey. Well, it's yeah. brilliant when they fight each other, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basingstoke Bison was my team. Well, I say I love ice hockey. I've not watched it in 20 years. But when I was a kid, I was like the Basingstoke Bison. Um, so I cover my homework diary in scribbles of their really? Basingstoke Bison logo. Oh, yeah, That's lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, they show, they show they've got some football on there. They've got motor racing, rugby, pool. You know, they show a, a wide variety and, and diversity of sports. Um, so, yeah, like I say, they they have a bit they have a bit of everything. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's kind of uh, 
that's kind of what's pretty exciting, you know. It's uh, just to just to have that kind of exposure um, and, um, you know, to, to say to people, I, I guess like in many ways it'll be a case of, you know, when, we, when we're doing shows and we go into local towns now, you'll be like, oh, and you can watch us on the TV. It just adds that bit of Yeah, you can, you can it. announce it, can't you, like via the ring announcer and have flyers on all the seats and yeah, on, so, yeah. Good and, and again like I said I'm not I'm not expecting it to be like a you know we're not going to sit there and be like oh you've got two million viewers this week you know <laughs> <laughs> who knows but, <laughs> well, like but, catch fire. but um, it's something that I, I strongly believe we're going to present a very strong product and it's something that's going to be able to grow week in week out it's going to be episodic in its nature high quality professional wrestling and it's coming towards the end of the year so um if you want to be a part of that if you want to be involved um the, the first lot of tapings are happening like I say next week next wednesday and thursday at york hall bethnal green um all tickets are 15 pounds we recognize essentially the tickets aren't 15 pounds because there is any less of a show the tickets are only 15 pounds because we recognize you've got three weeks well, from when we announced the show you need to, to shift when, them it, when tickets, it happens. Yeah. We need, a, we need to shift them tickets. B, we recognise there's a lot of wrestling going on. I didn't even realise WWE are in the country this week. The today, really? I think the show's yeah. tonight. I didn't yeah. even realise that. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, yeah, and obviously you had WWE UK at the weekend. You had Progress on Monday. Yep. You know, we've got, obviously, our J-Cup, Ports of Guildhall, you know. Yeah. Bun Leisure <laughs> today. Obviously, yeah. yeah. But school holidays, you know, times are, you know, there's a lot of money being spent. We recognise that. So that's why we try to make it as cheap as possible for everyone. Um, and we're hoping to get as many people as possible into York Hall, Bethnal Green. Um, I said, we could have put the, the tapings as well in a smaller building. Um, but for me, York Hall is just such an iconic venue. Um, great acoustics in there. Um, and hopefully we're just going to be able to get as, you know, we're just trying to make the best we can in a short amount of time. And again, very much now whole DIY attitude and kind of, you know, that kind of whole independent spirit with we're trying to, you know, create something together with with everyone who's going to be in attendance. Uh, you know, everyone who comes is going to be a part of history and, you know, get to see themselves on telly as well. That's um, it. But we want but we want to create the best impression possible. Um, and, you know, um, so come buy a ticket, support the shows, be rowdy and loud. Yeah. Boo the baddies and cheer the goodies. What noise do you make when the good guys come to the ring? Hooray! <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a good show, and it's not going to be like that either. <laughs> Just to clarify, again, I can't emphasize enough, our vision of professional wrestling is going to be no different to any other Revolution Pro Wrestling show you see. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, an exciting couple of days. Oh, I, for one, am very much looking forward to it. Re the reunion of sorts with you and Kevin Kelly. Yeah. Well, the reunion is actually officially happening on Saturday. Yeah. That is Leamington, Leamington Spa. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that? I am. So we've got, um, we're in Leamington on Saturday. You right, Zoe? Sunday. I'm going to come do another interview. Oh, Zoe's just walked into the office. No. Just ruining it. Hi. Cool hoodie. Well, unfortunately, that happened about half an hour ago, so. Yep. Bye. Thanks for that. See you later. Bye. Bye. So uh, we just, we're leaving that in as well. <laughs> Of course. It's real. It's live, pal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, where, where were we? Um, oh, Leamington on Saturday. Yeah. Leamington Spa on Saturday. We're in uh, London Cockpit, sold out on Sunday. Wednesday and Thursday, we're in York Hall. And then Friday, we're at the Portsmouth Guildhall. And then Saturday and Sunday in Manchester for the British J Cup. So we are all over the place. Absolutely all over the place. And I'm, like I say, I'm exhausted. But yeah, my divorce letters will be arriving on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, no, don't she worry. We, we made oh, a joke. We ideas. made a joke. We've got a uh, we've got a couple of sleeping bags in the office actually, so you can stay here if you, <laughs> if you need, need somewhere to, to yeah. crash. It's a bit warmer than the wrestling school, isn't it? Mm. So uh, there's no holes in the roof here either. So and you've got Wi-Fi. So perfect. There you go. That's all I need. So um, yeah. Uh, so a busy week. Busy look it up. Rev look up. Pro, hashtag Rev Pro Week. Yep. So I hope we have a good time. Like so the thought. So the eighteen-year-old me would be buzzing about this next week. Yeah, thirty-two-year-old me. Has yeah, just but had when you're eighteen, you weren't running the shows. You weren't. Fully well, I was running a lot of shows, wasn't I? And like, okay, well, let's say the twenty, the twenty-one-year-old me on your uh, what did you call it? The SmackDown Jobbers Tour. Or no, something. I, uh, no. What I did you call it? I called it the Superstars of SmackDown. No, Tour. you didn't call it that. <laughs> I called it for half a second the Jabronis of SmackDown Tour, yeah. but. A word's going to get back to Big Vito. It was a joke. And Big Vito is a frightening man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so but what, like I say, when I was that, when I was young, a youngster, a young whippersnapper, mm. I'd, like, even with the responsibility of running the shows, I'd be buzzing. But now I'm just tired. Yeah. So tired. She'd poor diet. Maybe. Yeah. But we're, well, you say that, but I've been eating healthily the last couple of weeks. That's good. So. I've been eating terribly the last six weeks. I looked in the mirror to that. I was like, because I had a bad wrist before the summer, so I couldn't lift very, I was struggling to lift. How did you hurt that? I don't know. <whistles> well, my left wrist, actually. Oh. Uh, and, uh, Obviously, and you're right handed. And I'm right handed. So. So, uh, yeah, I, was, I just, I couldn't get, just couldn't, I was getting ang angry at myself, like frustrated. I'd like storm out the gym. And obviously, <laughs> I've had six weeks of just eating poorly when I've been traveling and. You know, Monday wrestling, Tuesday we had kids class, Wednesday wrestling, Thursday wrestling, and then Saturday, Sunday's taking training. So I'm only four days off wherever it was Friday. Mm. And even then I was eating a packet of penguins and <laughs> for dinner. For <laughs> dinner. I yeah. bet with a knife and fork as well. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But anyway, back to it from Monday. From Monday, once well, the summer season's over. Well, you're not going to give yourself next week. Next week's going to be hard. No, I'm going no, to try and do it next week. I've tried to do it this week, actually, back on the chicken and pastas for lunch and stuff. And Yeah, I've tried to do it, actually. Just be better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that once next week's done, everything was going to calm down a little bit, and I'm going to try and uh, be a little bit smarter with... Uh, the old scheduling. Nah, you need to go full steam ahead. Well, I'm going to go full Vince steam ahead. doesn't sit there and go, oh, I can't wait to have a week off. Well, do you know what the problem is? I put too much too much pressure on myself, I think. Yep. I think I need to start putting that pressure on other people. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I'm just a tired man. Mm. You know, new dad. That motivates me. Yeah. You, you know, they say when you're tired, the best thing you can actually do is go do some exercise. Well, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to the gym now. Should we go? Should we just sack this off and Shall we? pop off down? Well, we've first? got eight minutes till the uh, till the the live announcement, so well, maybe we, we'll we assume. Well, we haven't got eight minutes to keep rambling on, so let's talk about what we're here to talk about. The wrestlers, my well, I say the wrestlers' perspective, my perspective on FWA. But we call it for the purposes of the the sky planner. Yeah, <laughs> we call it the wrestlers' perspective because the last one was a referee's perspective. Yes. So we're just trying to you know keep it neat and tidy. Okay, and I think even last week actually I muddled up my years a bit. Did you? Yeah, I think I said, um, I think I said mega not mega slam, uh, slam wrestling had the NEC after FWA. It was actually before. But it was actually it? before. Yeah. Because I took one of my girlfriends to one of these memorabilia things. When you realised you would split up with her by that point? No. Oh, okay. And, uh, no, and Scott Hall was there. And Scott Hall was going to do a little bit of an angle with Johnny and Marty, actually. And then he just didn't turn up for it. 
because Johnny was obviously one of Scott Hall's friend, like you know wrestling acquaintances yeah. when he was younger. Yeah. So anyway, that's how I realised I'd made up made a mess of that that uh, timeline. Oh, good. Okay. Well, you get angry. <laughs> well, you get angry because I've just yawned. Yeah. Right. And I've just explained to you I'm tired. <laughs> okay. I've got a nice coffee in the car. I could go and get that. No, we're in the middle of live recording. Because that'll probably give me a bit of a... A bit of a buzz. Kick, kick up the bum, yeah. We've mm. still got... And as well, like, we've been out since half eight this morning, haven't we? And we've still got... And we've done a wrestling show. Wrestling show. I've two matches. And we've got um, wrestling school. We did wrestling kids club. How good was my match with Dan McGee today? It was actually quite good, yeah. Slow burn, it was good, yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, how good was that? How good was that? But it was. I knew in the middle of the match, I was like, this is going tremendously. And yeah, then the match after good. me said to me, we really struggled out there. And I said, oh, that's funny, because I didn't. Well, I should say we, because Dan was really good as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, FWA 2.0, 2009. I want to say... <laughs> Andy, what's that? I'm calling you up. What's that thing? What? What is it? What's what? You know that... Oh, it's the FWA, mate. The wind. Um, yeah, it was the FWA. I don't, th- I don't think I had any idea. Like, not that I would have any it idea. Did come but it did kind of come out of nowhere from a uh, from a wrestling fan's perspective. But there's the old... Um, so, like, you know, there's the old uh, FWA Instagram account, which is actually wonderful, you know, like... Uh, yes. I gave him a little piece of advice. I don't know if you saw my comment. Oh, no, what was your... I said, I think people would enjoy these a bit more if we had, like, a timestamp on Oh, yeah, so a bit of a context what, of where what it What show from, is yeah. this from? Where Where is it? And I assume it's LSR running it. Um, and again, uh, nice job, LSR. So that nostalgia's come back with the old FWA stuff. Yeah. And uh, Do you know how it's come, up, come back? Oh, our podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a thread on the UKFF. Oh, I do. Re- yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And LSR, oh, we'll LSR, LSR came into it, it yeah. and the, they're talking um, about it. Yeah. So that thread... Um, so, um, and I was always, always a secret reader on the F- on the UKFF, but never poster. As well as a few other, Paul Birchall was another one. He he was a. You never used to post. No, I never posted. But no. I know Paul Birchall used to post. I know a lot of people had like pseudonyms. On the yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to post. As, I was Andy. I was just Andy. Yeah, you were. I remember. Yeah, I worked that out yeah. after a while. <laughs> yeah, Paul Birchall used to post. But I never on made there. a secret of who I was. Uh, no. Lots of lots of people used to post on there, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, know, I never knew. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I never knew what Alex Shane's name was. Oh, I bet he, had he must have had one. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't, but I can, I know he read it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so basically, what I'm saying is, so the nostalgia's kind of come back for FWA, um, and there's been that group and the, the Instagram and whatever. And you could almost sense see now if like an FWA came back, it's like oh they they put the foundation into place with the the old Instagram, yeah, and, like they're bringing it back. Or but whatever. again, a one show might be fun. A one show would be fun, yeah. 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 But like and again, like we've we've discussed again, we've discussed well, I discussed in detail last week what how FWA pushed obviously pushed the boundaries. FWA 2.0 needed to do the same thing, um, and in many ways they did, but in other ways they didn't. In other um, ways they played it very safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, and oh, what I will add as well is um. Uh, Elazar did point me into the direction of the um, the FWA because obviously the red and yellow cards system was introduced in FWA towards the end of the FWA's tenure. It, so in, uh, in after one of their relaunches, <coughs> yeah, in like February of '03 when Pat Roach came in, yeah, and I think called one, it the wrong name, his one shot, yeah, yeah, and I think it was that show because Dino Scarlo and Justin Richards were his deputies. 
I don't remember that. Oh, I do. It was, it was on that same show. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was. It was at Wolfenstein Assembly Halls, wasn't it? Yeah, in like February of 2003, mm. yeah. And uh, that's when all the new rules were introduced. Okay, and uh, and I still, I said, to, I st- I'm still a proud owner of an FWA refresher and the original FWA red and yellow cards. Oh, see, this is things you need to be popping up on your Instagram. I've got a wrestling box somewhere which has got everything in there. Um, so, I w- you know, I really need to be take pictures and yeah. pop them up. Um, but yeah, every now and again I go through a wrestling box. I'm like, wow, everyone would love this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, um, the original FWA, the rules of the red and yellow card, were just simple, the same as football. football. Yeah, not the not the convoluted one that the new FWA had. Yeah. Um, so, just as a tidbit from from last from last week's episode. Tidbit. Uh, whatever. Um, why are you looking at me like that? Vulgar. Go on, carry on. <laughs> Um, you probably say vice versa as well, I don't say you? Vice versa. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you just thrown me off now. So we're A talking tidbit. about. So we're talking about uh, FWA. Oh, it came out of nowhere, literally. Mm-hmm. Yes. From so, like I, obviously, I knew it was coming because obviously we'd spoken about the conversation, but it came out of nowhere. So we're talking about your perspective. So let's go back to that day when. You realised FWA was coming back. Okay. Um, I just thought, is there any call for it? Is there any need for it? Obviously, the first initial thing is like, oh, I wonder if I'll get a call about that. Um, but I hadn't heard anything. I don't know who knew anything. But obviously, I knew before it was announced. Because remember, those videos, obviously, it's coming, it's coming. And it was like, August the 23rd or whatever it might be is the big announcement as to what is coming. So, uh, yeah, I called you. You obviously said, oh, it's FWA coming back. In which I was like, I wasn't floored by it, I but like, I was called, like, really? I think, like, I think when you called why? me, you were like, there's these videos going around the internet. It says it's coming. What's coming? You were pretty worried about it. Was I? Yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't really remember specifics, but I remember thinking, <laughs> oh, I don't, how could I not be involved? How do I not know? Why do I not know what's coming? That was more, okay, so this is something which I think is quite relevant um, to what we're going to talk about in a second. But like, what you almost said is, how can I not Im- be involved? How can I not know? Yeah. Because you always really wanted to be... No, sure but I always was involved. And, uh, I always was involved. Like, I, was, I think I was always one of those lucky, like, right place, right time type of people. More yeah. than being particularly talented. So anyway, uh, yeah, you said, oh, it's the FWA coming back. And um, I want to say you probably filled me in on what the, con- what the idea of these contracts were and, you know, how everyone had to work once a month for nothing. But you got incentives... I don't know if I would have uh, I would have known all that information at that point. Okay. Because I like because I didn't know I didn't even maybe I did know. I think I did know about it, um, in the sense of like uh, I knew that that was going to be one of the things that would uh, the wrestlers would get because I remember I would still have to pay for them for my shows, but they'd work for free for another show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I don't really know. I don't really know if I would know that much information about that. So I think that I found out more information once some of the boys started going for meetings, These meetings with Alex yeah. and Tony, um, where they're essentially given the, the sales pitch. Okay. And I think, and I remember your meeting was, there'd definitely been a few of the boys that had already signed. Yeah, I was late. I was very late. Yeah. And, uh, and dare I say, Alex, I think either told you who told me or Alex told me directly, originally we weren't going to ask you to be a part of this. Yeah, Alex told you directly. Okay. So like, I, because he, because I put you over to him. Yeah. Because I had this idea. Because again, so I, like I said, like I had 
uh, my own play box, so to speak, with uh, IPW. Then there was this FWA thing, and I said, and I said in last week's episode, I always wanted. Uh, it excited me being able to work with the FWA brand, like even though I couldn't, even though I was very much IPW loyal to that IPW, and that was what I'd built and whatever, and I wasn't prepared to let go of my stuff. I was still excited to be able to be a part of an FWA team, and if it is something that, and like I said to Alex at the time, if it was something which did grow and became something which I can see and feel, then that might be then something I want to get involved with more. Yeah, not like taking the blind leap and whatever and there were certain things that so for example now in revolution pro wrestling i do things a certain way and but if you were to give me another wrestling promotion to run and i'd i'd want to run it completely differently to the way i run revolution pro wrestling just because otherwise what's the point of having yeah the there's same, no point to re- yeah two you would have two pros, pros yeah right but i think i would enjoy running a different style promotion just because it's just fresh toys fresh perspective and i'd want to use different guys and at the time i wasn't using yourself um as you came in a bit afterwards as a commentator didn't you so you i wasn't really what ipw yourself. yeah Dude, not till through 2012 oh really you called me up and you said Were oh. you still doing my shows around that time um sporadically i never did a sitting ball you had a girlfriend didn't you so yeah one i hated but that was. But when every time you had a girlfriend, you just fall off the face of the earth. Nah, that not true. Uh, mm, true. I'd still wrestled a lot though. I was still wrestling for uh, EWW. I was still wrestling for Brian Dixon. I was probably one of those periods where, like, oh, have you retired? No, I'm just not doing. It's one of those things. IPW, where what I guess. We, what we like to myself and Marty like to do is when people ask us, like, oh, is Andy Boy Simmons still wrestling? Like, nah, he's retired. Retired. Yeah. That's a nice little. We yeah. started that rumor once. Yeah, I know. That's why I get like hundreds of people tweet me and saying, "You're going to be at Bun Leisure tomorrow." Don't worry. Don't worry, Deborah. I'll be there. Um. So anyway, I as I was told either by well, you said it was Alex. It was Alex. It was Alex that you weren't going to be involved. But you pitched something and said, "Oh no, you need to keep Andy have this character," which was the yes, time great time great. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so again, you probably know more about it than Matt. Like you, obviously, the one that spoke to Alex and sold it and um, sold it to him. And I do remember filming some stuff when you lived in Gunwharf in that nice flat. We filmed some stuff in one of the bedrooms and I was sat on a stool. Oh, really? You don't remember, remember that? that at all? Yeah, no. I do. I want to say that no. was that was before I was going to come back in IPW because, again, obviously, we sometimes we talk about these things like they were sort of like nationwide or worldwide phenomenons. But, like, you know, we're very aware that you know, the Orpington shows, for example, were great. They were great shows, but they were still great shows in Orpington. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Well, it was, it was our little um, <laughs> yeah, it was our world, you know. It was, it was our, our sportatorium. And it we, was. And like, we yeah. joked about. Uh, I remember we joked about we were at Four Horsemen. TV yeah, and we joked about Orpington being like one of those, you know. Right. Yeah. I can't remember what arena we like. The Omni or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, so so you'd I had to turn. I ended up turning babyface on the Orpington shows, which again, you find this happens a lot in wrestling when someone's like a killer heel. And then everyone sort of cheers them and cheers them and cheers them so they turn babyface and then they just kind of fall off the planet. Yeah. So it's kind of what happened to me, really. So uh, so you said, oh, we'll bring you back as a heel uh, and we filmed some little videos, which obviously never saw the light of day. I don't remember these at all. I do, I do. I, remember I, sat on a, I swear I was sat on a stool. What was the content? It was to do with the all-time great. Okay, but I just don't remember them at all. <coughs> I remember filming them. I don't remember the verbiage. So, so what? So I was going to use that on IPW, but instead I gave it to... Possibly, yeah. It was never. We didn't film it for FWA. We filmed okay. it for IPW. So that that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, 
and it may have been like I said, like oh, we can just tie it in. I don't know. It's probably on one of your DV tapes somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, massive bag collection somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So um, so you said, oh, I want to bring you back, and the match was going to lead to a match with Brian Danielson. Oh yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. an IPW thing. Yeah, yeah. When we were still, weren't we? No, because in 2008 we ra- we had the last show in Orpington. But I'm sure the idea was in the next year or two, once it's been fully renovated, we'll be going back to Orpington. Yeah, we were going to go back. Yeah, so that was the idea. And then when we went back to... So so this is like, a, again, one of those funny stories. I'll have to read an email one day. But like, uh, yeah, we... Uh, so we were in Orpington Halls. Then we went to... We were in Bromley Civic Halls for a year and Orpington Halls were being refurbished. And we always thought we'd be able to get back into Orpington. And then they were just like... There was so much damage caused in the time you were here that we're not. Get, we've just spent all this money on a refurb, so we're not going to right do it. We're not going to yeah. do it. And Fair that enough. was, but again, that was just just for just for argument's sake. That was just an example of like just being young, stupid wrestling people. Where like you know, you see it. I see it in shows today, and I'm just like, oh, idiots! Like not in a horrible way, but you know, when you see people throw people through seas of chairs, sure, and you're just like. What does it? Yeah, it's a great visual. Yeah. Right. However, how many of those chairs' legs bend and then the venue gets pissed off because mm-hmm. the the legs break? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like slamming people on tables which aren't made for going. You know, like the proper dressing yeah, tables. Yeah, yeah. You know, like what's a, what does that achieve? Mm-hmm. Whipping people into walls. What does that achieve? Right. You know, Apart from big like, bills. Yeah. And. Uh, so, so, so that's why we never wound up going back to Orpington. But they never gave us the, um, they never told us that. And it was a case of there used to be a manager of the Orpington Halls, but instead there became a board of members. So there was still a manager, but there was a became a board when it got refurbished. They had to put it to the board. And they had to put it to the board, and then the board would have to vote. Yeah. You know, like, and they were like, do we want to make money on this night? Mm. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Once a month we could have wrestling show. But here, Orpington Halls a- never had a. Uh, they never had an alcohol license, so we had to get temporary event notices to sell alcohol, um, and you can only get so many of those a year. So they decided they wanted to give those to weddings and stuff instead. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. Um, oh, so yeah, go. It was you know benefit their business. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what it was going to be, wasn't it? I'm the all-time great, and then I think he was coming out to the final countdown at the time. Danielson, I mean. Yes, he was, yeah. Yeah, and that was going to be, like, oh, right, then Simmons. Which I'd have loved to have done that, because obviously with his success now, I could yeah, say to Finley, off of that, I've you? wrestled him. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that obviously never happened. Uh, but Alex uh, must have called me, and he said, oh, listen, Quilden's pitched me this angle. You're the all-time great. I'd really want to meet with you. So it was uh, probably sort of April 2009, I want to say. So April 2009, myself, Mark Haskins, and Leroy Kincaid did an episode of uh, Guinness World Records. So the previous week, myself, Martin Stone and Leroy Kincaid have recorded an episode of um, Guinness World Records where we were flipping a car and I got a phone call from the producer like two or three days later saying, oh, listen, we're recording the Christmas special next week. This is in April. Calling the Christmas special next week. We'd really love to have the wrestlers back. Um, Can you think of a, you know, think of a, a wrestling challenge, you know? So I, I can't remember, I was racking my brain, I think I texted Leroy, I texted Martin, Martin couldn't do it, so I ended up trying to buddy up Sloney for some reason and asked Mark Haskins to do it, because they were pals at the time, and I, I do really like Mark Haskins, and um, so it was going to be myself, Leroy and Haskins, and then the producer called me back and said, oh, we've come up with the, with the record, you're going to do the most amount of choke slams in a minute. No, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, should I tell the little sub story there, or should I save it for another day? Okay, so... Obviously, myself and Mark Haskins were taking all the big choke slams, and they told me 
they said Leroy is the only one that's going to get a medal because he's doing... Oh, wow. <laughs> did I tell you this? No. I tell you this? And well, maybe you did, but... Yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago now. And they said Leroy is the only one that's going to get the medal because he's the one doing the challenge. <laughs> yeah. And I said... I'm not doing it then. Did you really? Yeah. I said, well, you better find someone else to do it because I'm not taking all them bumps. And not walking away with a medal. And not walking away with a medal. Like, how cool is it to have a Guinness World Record medal? Yeah. And there's no way. Because you already failed in the previous attempt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We lost, we lost the car rolling one. Um, so you can probably find that on YouTube. Do you remember Guinness when World we managed Records? to get you, me and Luke managed to get you really wound up because we were like, it's because of you that you lost the car rolling. Car, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone said that we about like, me. Oh, it's your technique. It was you. Well, because I was pushing from the top while the other two yeah, wrestlers were at the bottom. Under, yeah. But all three rugby players were pushing from the bottom. So, so, they, so you were the, you yeah. were the difference. But know. even the rugby players after that, so again, try and find this on YouTube. It's definitely on there. Car, rugby players versus wrestlers, Guinness World Record, car rolling. Um, they uh, they said, we actually think you beat us, but their timings are off. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was very, very close. But I think just for TV, so they were just like, oh, put the rugby players over. Who cares? Because rugby players, are ne- wrestlers are never going to be real, <laughs> real rugby players, yeah. are they? yeah. So, yeah, I said, oh, well, you better find someone else to do it because I'm not doing it. And then in the end, they're like, okay, you can all have a medal. So I was like, cool. But, you know, like, they didn't understand the, the logistics of... Uh, and where's that medal now? It's actually up in my office. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, with my That's certificate. Fine. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if it was like a... Oh, I don't yeah. know. And also, they sent us a certificate with Mark Hastings was on the name. And I want to say <laughs> Andrew Simmons, but it was like DS and... Simmons. Yeah, it was all wrong. So I called him up and I said, can you... Can you send me another certificate, please, with the names right? And, and they did. So I'm sure, I, d- I don't know what to say for sure, but sure, but I'm sure mine says Leroy Kincaid, either Andy Boy Simmons or Andy Simmons, and Mark Haskins. So caused all kinds of rows there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Alex said to me... Um, now you've broken this world record. We need you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, this is publicity. So Alex said, um, I'd like to meet you once you've finished filming. So I want to say we did a rehearsals day the day before and then filmed it for real the following day. After one of those two days, I met Alex with Mark Haskins and my mate Tommy came along because Tommy just came along for a laugh at the studios. And... Um, so we sat in this cafe. You're like, oh, can he get a medal as well? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have done. Um, so, uh, so we met. So Alex is there. We're talking. I don't remember a lot about the conversation, but he says, "You know, boys, what it's going to be is, uh, you know, you're going to work for nothing for once a month, but you're going to get insurance." Hang on, wait, wait. So we knew. So I must have known going it, into. So it. by this point, we knew what the deal was, right? Okay. So. You said to me, you were like, there's no way that I'm signing that. No, I might have said... You said there's no, no way. I said, I'd have said, I think I'd have said, there's no way I would sign that. But I hadn't been offered one, so it's easy for me to yeah, say exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Was that the point yeah. I'm making? I'd sign that. Yeah. and, the, and uh, I wouldn't sign that guy, anyway. The other guy's signing it. Ridiculous. Idiots. Yeah. Whatever. But and... And um, yeah, so, so, yeah. So I'm not denying it. I'm yeah. not denying it. The only, point, right. the only point I'm making is this, but that's a that's a wrestler mentality, though, right? Yeah. Which I think, but to me, right? So I might have had a mentality similar to that in the day, but I think now I'll tell you the truth. Like I think now I'd be like, oh, I just would have liked to be offered one. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? Exactly. Right? Just because when you feel when you're a bit older, you kind of feel a bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, again, it, I don't. You might you might behave exactly the same in 2018. I don't know. Mm. But you, what do you reckon if something like that happened now? Would you would you say uh, would you be like, oh, I'd never I sign don't that. Know. Or I'm would always, you just be like, I'm always good at looking at uh, the bigger picture in sense of, I hope this does well, and I don't want to not be a part of it if yeah, if it takes the, off. That's not the question I was asking. No, question. but no, it is really because you're. But I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think I probably would still sign it because okay. it, because well, if, Alex case, says, <laughs> if Alex says if Alex says I'm start restarting FWA and the plan is for this. I mean, like I've seen. 
I've seen enough of Alex's projects not go the way he wants, but I've seen... Projects go the way he wants. Yeah, more recently, a lot of pro- Alex's projects have done well. So, but then I like to think Alex wouldn't wouldn't be the of the same mindset of like, I'll get all the rest of his work for nothing any anymore. But just forget about Alex. Forget okay. about... Yeah, okay. Okay, so there's a, there's a new... Res- wrestling promotion in town yeah right let's call it WCW right I'll right. definitely work for them so um, they they are signing wrestlers to contracts you know like say five wrestlers around you have signed contracts James Castle Dan McGee Lord Gidgeon Gray Rishi Ghosh and Hardcore Tom yeah have all signed these contracts for for this promotion yes it entails them working for free once a month um, it looks like an inherently bad deal from the outside because there's all this stuff promised, and but from the outside you're like, well, that stuff's not going to happen. But it might happen. But it's not. You don't. Well, that's it. It's just on a mic. Everything's right. on a mic, so isn't it? Those people are signing, right? Your mm. peers, your colleagues, and uh, and you're feeling a little bit left out about not being signed, right? And I say to you, mate, would you? S-? And you don't know you're going to get offered a contract. Okay. And I say to you, if they came calling, if WCW came calling, would you sign one of those contracts? What would your answer be in 2018? I'd probably consider who else is doing it. Because the names you listed weren't great names, but if, if Johnny Storm had signed up for it, wow, that's, Jody... That's a bit of a knock on Hardcore Tom there. <laughs> hey, the world will see Hardcore Tom before long. Um, you know, Jody, Johnny, Doug, you know, I'm under no illusions that they probably didn't sign those contracts. I'm not actually well, sure. sure. they didn't. Yeah. I, don't, I, I really couldn't answer it. I couldn't. Okay. But I'm probably leaning towards probably. I prob- just thought that was amazing. I'm probably leaning towards probably, yeah. Yeah, because I, like, I just thought, at the time, I just thought it was really funny because I remember saying to you, hey, you will sign it. And you're like, I swear, mate, I won't. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, so then, tell us then about Alex asked meeting. me. So tell us about well, I, I don't know. The funniest thing I think about it was like, Alex throwing all this stuff at us. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I've opened up a relationship with TNA. and because oh, that was another part of it, wasn't it? They promised that someone would be going to TNA. I think Spud actually went, didn't Oh, no, he went to... Did Spud go to Ring of Honor or something? I don't no, know. No, it was that after was that. A, was that a, yeah, well, I Ring of Honor was before that, sorry. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I don't really want to say, because Alex said someone specific to me, <laughs> you know, I don't want to make him out to be a liar, but what he said was just didn't come true. Um, but he said somebody had signed with TNA and someone and TNA were interested in somebody else. Um, one doesn't wrestle anymore. And one's actually in WWE UK now. So, uh, uh, so anyway, I remember saying to Alex, like I was quite brutally honest, but I remember I said, can I talk to you outside this cafe? Um, cause I don't really want to ask these questions in front of like, I mean, Tommy's a referee and one of my best mates, but like skins. So we went outside <laughs> And I said, listen, but what's in it for me? Like, am I going to be, am I going to be one of the ones? Because you can't send 20 people to TNA. You know, you can't promise <laughs> 20 people, yeah. you know, they will get these to, where, where do I stand in all TNA this? TNA UK. Yeah. And, and he was, <laughs> and ahead it, of their time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was quite, he was quite positive actually. He said, no, I, I really see you as being one of the, one of the top guys to be put forward. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. But the funny thing about it was I took Alex outside, talked to him privately, which I guess in hindsight was probably me trying to be like, mm, I'm going to take this very seriously, um, which I should have been. Uh, and, but the whole thing was, the funny thing was when I got in the car with Tommy, Tommy was like, we heard everything you said through those windows. So, like, I didn't need yeah, to right. say my job. I mean, yeah. we're only outside the front door. <laughs> and you uh, speak very loudly anyway, don't you? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Um, what happened with Mark Haskins? I, you t- you told me he didn't sign it. Yeah, I don't know if I signed it, it that How day, though. I don't remember that. 
I don't know if I signed oh, it so that Haskins day. Turned it, Haskins turned it. You did sign it that day. I might have done. I can't. <laughs> I, I, that, I I can remember. I, could. So I just remember. So this is so this is my recollection of it. Yeah. So Mark Haskins did not sign a contract. Okay. Right. And Mark was like, "I'm not going to sign it." You're like, uh, "You were like, I'm not going to sign it." Right. I think and we'd said, "If you don't sign it, I won't sign yeah, it." because we were together. Obviously, and Haskins yeah. didn't sign it. He might know and for you sure. Did. Yeah. Okay. No, for sure he. No, didn't but that sign specific it. bit and of like that specific, but that specific thing. Haskins was like, "He's not going to sign it," and you definitely were like, "I'm not going to sign it." So I was thinking in my head, "This is going to be a fun <laughs> meeting for Alex." Going, yeah, he's going to flip the table. Just, like, not interested. <laughs> and Haskins didn't sign it. And the irony of all ironies was the fact that Haskins wound up. On all the shows, on anyway. All the shows, yeah. But I never had any. I didn't have enough um, confidence in my own abilities to think. Well, if I don't sign it, I probably just won't be on it. Yeah. You know. But I think Haskins had like. Did he have Dragon Gate going for him at the time, or possibly, or know. Mark? Maybe he had Mark. Obviously, he's very much one of Mark Sloan's lads at the time. So I don't know what Mark said to him, and yeah. so yeah. But either way, if Skins didn't sign it, fair play to him if he, he made some money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> But I just thought it was funny that you were like, I'm not signing it. Yeah. Like, I'm not signing it. And then like I knew you would cave under pressure. Yeah, I was like, fine. Uh, okay. <coughs> so so I end up signing so this contract. So you signed this with the biggest contract of your career. <laughs> it was, yeah, the biggest valued contract I've ever signed, actually. Um, so uh, so then obviously the FWA New Frontiers, it was called. Was it called New Frontiers? I've got no idea. Okay, well, it was like August 2009, and, and I'd spoke to Alex about this music. I had this, so at the time, Guns N' Roses had just released their first album in like 20 years or something, and they had a song called um, Chinese Democracy. And the reason why I really liked that was when we were on an NWE tour, the man who's now known as Corey Graves came down doing the Sting entrance. Oh, yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? That yeah, was yeah. well cool, but they, in rehearsals... He was wasn't it funny, though, because he had, there was no reason for him to come from a ceiling like that. No. But they were just like, we need to give this entrance to someone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and he, in rehearsals, he was coming down to Chinese democracy. And uh, I thought that is the most amazing... He goes like... Dun, 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 dun. And it repeats it a few times, and it fucking. I think it's, in fact it starts with like you some sort swore. of atmosphere. No, I didn't. I think you did. Did I? Yep. Sorry. You just like and then it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I just go. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, it's a really good song. Look it up. And uh, so I spoke to Alex about one well, my music, and I re- again I really took it seriously. The same way I really took the Butler thing seriously when that was first suggested to me. I spoke. I caught him calling Elazar and saying, "Oh." Elizabeth, how do you think I should cut my hair for this butler thing? I think I just wanted to like let them know I cared. Yeah. Whether like maybe not a lot of other people would bother. So um so I spoke to Alex about the music and I said, Oh, I kinda of had this idea where I'm not gonna be Andy Boy Simmons anymore, I'm gonna be Andrew Simmons. So um and I even thought about dropping the Z, which I don't think FWA actually did. I think they still used the Z, which again is kind of like a minor a minor point. So the first show oh, and I was told, and I can't remember exactly why, um, or what the selling point was, but I was told I was being paired up with Ricky Hype. And he was going to be my, I can't remember the terminology, but it wasn't manager. It was like my my business advisor um, or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I was trying to think. Like, it's essentially like an advocate, wasn't it? Like yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, he hadn't done, he hadn't done uh, The Apprentice yet. No, but he'd done Total Wipeout. So he had like a, he won Total Wipeout. Yes. So yeah. he had like a bit of... A bit of TV of the, steam, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And again, this was at a time when... You know, like so. Even like this week, Eve have been on this morning, haven't they? Or you know, they've done some yeah. national TV spots. Like we didn't get a lot of that back then. Um, so, uh, so when he was on Ricky, uh, when he was on Total Wipeout, maybe it was a bit like, oh, I've seen on Total Wipeout on the posters. Yeah. So I was paired with Ricky, um, and he. It, whenever we do those backstage promos, it was um, again. I, you, they're all on YouTube, but I, but I remember I did most of the talking. 
But he's a pretty good orator. Like he, he managed to blag his way to the apprentice <laughs> victory, <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? he? Cut a promo on Lord Sugar, didn't he? Yeah, he did all right there. So I, my first thing was I want to say Tony Scarlo, who's Dino Scarlo's dad. Tony Scarlo had a very good match with a young Dynamite kid on World of Sport. If you watch yes. that, look that up on YouTube. I first saw that on the wrestling channel, and uh, and he's in the ring doing a collection for the British Wrestlers reunion, and. I interrupt it, and I want to say, did I have Lisa Fury as my manageress as well? Or was that just suggested? I I can't remember. remember. I can't remember if she was there or not, but I want to say she was there. I know that she was definitely mentioned in the... Yeah, it's going to be a trio, but she only did one show. I think she was there. That may be the case, yeah. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I came out and interrupted, and Ricky Hype put a pound in the, in the, uh, the money box, you know, the collection box. And I cut some promo again. I hate to be too boring about it, but I can't actually remember what my verbiage was. But the idea was I was running down. I was going to be, like you said, when we talked about this, uh, some sort of legend killer gimmick yes. initially. Yeah. So, and then from there... Because that, that was... And that tied in with the all-time great, because it's like, you beat all the greats. Yeah. Ah, uh, I see. you the all-time great. Okay, you I get know, it. So, um, so After all this time, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had me there at the time That's explaining it, it to yeah. you and... Yeah, so I'm that, sure you were there for the first. Well, oh, no, we've discussed first, that. Yeah, I was yeah. there for the first show. That was it. That was it. After that, I was kind of I was out. Yes, yeah, and it wasn't too long after I was out as well. Yeah. So, uh, so it was the um, the tournament, wasn't it? I want to say yes. from the next show. Yeah. So I wrestled um, a guy who's now known as, or I don't think he wrestles anymore, PJ Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember and him. he, he wrestled at the time as right. Yeah, no, no, he was one of like Joel Redman's lads. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm compiturium. I once watched him when uh, when PJ Black got uh, released from WWE. Yeah, I messaged PJ Jones by accident because I meant to message PJ Black. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, "Oh, we could bring him into the tag team as the PJs." No, I, uh, okay. no, I just messaged him and I was like, "Oh, that wasn't meant for you." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, and a lad who also still wrestles today, Nick Riley. He wrestles as now. But he was going by name as Nick Griffin. Well, that's his real name. His that's his real name. And we did that at the Tap and Tin once. As like a but tell everyone who Nick Griffin is, he, in case you don't know. He's a le- EDL. He a like, yeah. yeah, some sort of figurehead of the EDL. Yeah. Or, um, and what was the one? UKIP or something. UKIP, right? Or was it? I no, it was ED- um, EDL. No, sounds what, a bit strong. What was, what, what was on before that? It was uh, uh, BMP, right? BMP. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, BMP. He was like the leader of the BMP. Yeah. Nick Griffin. And uh, yeah, and like we did that. We did like a funny thing, like where we announced him as that, and he wrestled RJ Singh. Ah, uh, okay. Because that was when we used to press so many buttons at the tap and tin. It was yeah. ridiculous, and I was just like, you know, yeah, just having fun. Mm-hmm. We were just all having fun. <coughs> you can <Okay>. do that <laughs> now. Yeah. So I just seemed to continually sort of up- upset Alex. So they said I, I was I wanted to have just like a <coughs> a regular submission move as a finish so they said and again this is quite, this is actually on me I think can I say as well yeah right, just uh, not so I've spoken to Alex about this time period relatively recently okay and he himself will tell you how um, he was very and not possessive isn't the right word but he was uh, maybe possessive, possessive is the right word but he was he was very uh OTT in this era of his life okay and he was very uh, precious about everything he did yeah. in this era of his life and he kind of um, and I think he can kind of look back at it now and realise that maybe he was mm. a little bit too on okay you know, 
So if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So he. So we decided the Boston Crab was going to be my finishing move, and I again this this is on me actually because we have these problems where the promoter tells you to do something, you do what the boss has asked you to do. Yeah. Okay. Like that's the way that the way the promoter wants it. That's the way you should at least do it. So anyway, I thought well, I don't want to do a Boston Crab. I'll do like a lion tamer. You know, like a Chris Jericho. Heart. And I thought, oh, look, oh, that's sick. That's well good. So again, I get a phone call from Alex saying, oh, listen, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he was cross, but he, he felt the need to call me, which is fair enough. And he said, oh, you know, I thought we'd agreed it was going to be a Boston Crab. And so I was like, okay, so I had to beat these two lads. And again, I'm not a particularly big guy, not particularly tall. So I kind of thought the whole premise of me beating two wrestlers was a bit silly anyway. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, even Johnny Moss or I was going to say the big show, but. Obviously not. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, the, you know, I'm not Yestim Reese, you know, guys yeah. like that. So um, I didn't really like that side of it anyway. But anyway, I, I essentially used these two as a knockoff. I beat them both with the Boston, uh, the, this lion team. He called me off about that. And then I wrestled Johnny Storm in the next round at Broxbourne, which I thought we had a, a like a wicked match. I Like, Johnny's one of those guys who, when I'm wrestling him, I really sit there and consider things we could do, which a lot of the time, guys, I just sort of work out in the day. But Johnny, I was like, oh, we could do this. He did his hurricane, rewind Hurricane Rana, right? And then he bounced back, and I caught him. If you could picture this, so it's almost like I've got him in a power bomb, you know, up for a power bomb. Yep. And I turned that into the Boston Crab. And, you know, really, like, I don't know, maybe I look back and go, oh, Andy, that was terrible. But in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, we nailed that. You know, we hit everything. And, uh, and again, I got in trouble with Alex. I got a phone call from Alex saying, oh, it looked like you just looked like you were treating him with kid gloves the whole time. You know, you weren't trying to hurt him. And, I'm, and obviously, pro wrestling... You're not really supposed to be hurting people. You're supposed to make it look like you are. But maybe people. he was saying you weren't making it look like you were hurting him. Maybe. Maybe, again, if I... I've never watched the match, but if I went back and watched it, I'd go, oh, yeah, Alex, you're absolutely right. But Johnny is someone who I've always wanted to purposely... Not, no, <laughs> no, the opposite, look after. Like, not for the sake of the show. Not for people to go, oh, this looks fake. Um, but Ollie, Johnny is always someone I've, you know, not been sort of heavy-handed with specifically and purposefully. So that was another time I got in trouble. But then I think this story gets a little bit more interesting a few months later. So again, um, it was that would have been the end of 2009. Oh, and I beat Bubblegum as well at a show in Birmingham. So I remember Robbie Brookside was there as an agent. That's all I really remember about the show. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because they brought the concept of agents into the UK. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having agents as well. Like, I don't personally have agents, but, like, um, at my shows. Um, but, and sometimes I, I watch my shows, I'm like, oh, I could really use an agent here because there's sometimes when spots get repeated, always in always, always in professional wrestling, there's, like, a flavour of the month at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at one point, it was chopping the ring post. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That happens seemingly every show, every, every, every match. other match. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, there has to be a house show dive, just for the sake of yeah. doing one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, I don't know, fighting around the outside of the ring. That happened at... Our training school was a good example of that, wasn't it? Like, it was almost like a standard part in a Portsmouth School of Wrestling match was <laughs> yeah. a little brawl around the outside. But why have you done that? Mm. No reason. Because all the good wrestlers do it. doing it. Yeah. And that's like, that's the flavour of the month at the time. And you'll notice there's all the time there's like those flavours of the month... Um, Things which are which are added, and you feel like, and I f- sometimes feel like, if we had an agent, we could, if we have eradicate a- agents. that. But I say maybe you'd need one agent beca- to listen to all the matches because I still think if you had like two, three different agents, it would slip through the net. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. As it does on WWE shows, mm-hmm. and many times in WWE shows, you see stuff like where you have the same finish happen 
like three matches in a row. Like a good one they like is a distraction finish, right? Right. Either some music plays or someone comes out on the aisle or, you know, someone's at commentary and stands up. And then that other guy gets rolled up one, two, three, yeah. you know, and then they're furious. But sometimes you'll see that three times on a show. And that's obviously where they haven't looked at it and been like, and it's, it's easy. So, like, I'm not slagging it off because I know for a fact, right, that sometimes you just, you're so into something that you're not looking at, you're not looking outside the big picture. Do you know, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, so yeah. like, you're, so you look at it, so you look at it, this finish this, this finish this, this finish this. And then like, you watch the full show back and you're like, oh my God, it was only heels went over on this show. Yeah, that like, no trainee show, didn't it? Yeah. yeah it only the heels won apart from the last heels, match. Only so. heels went over at this show. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, there's three matches with interference. But you know why there's interference in all three matches. But really, if you thought about it, you'd be like, okay, we only need interference in one match. How can we yep. do stuff different in these other two matches? But you don't really realize it until you sit there and you watch it unfold before you. And I know I've been sat before at a show where I know what's going on. Whereas like, First match, something happens. Second match, something happens. I'm like, oh my God, that's going to happen in the third match as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, you know. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's some, it is beneficial sometimes to have agents. But at the time, especially in the UK, having agents for your matches yeah. is unheard of. Yeah, right? I don't think I spoke to Robbie before the match. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was after the match. He watched the matches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alex would be able to confirm, but I'm sure I didn't speak to him before the match. Oh, interesting. Um, so, and it was also, a, I don't, this isn't really that important, but it was actually a couple of days after Nick Barley had his accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, again, I, oh, you weren't there, right? It was going round the changing room that somebody, I think Spud might have been there and got a text saying, oh, he's got the feeling back in his arms. Oh, really? And then that came out as being absolute BS. So yeah. that kind of brought everyone up, everyone, dare I say everyone had a round of applause when it was mentioned. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, that's not actually factual. So that kind of took everyone, like, way down. Um... So I wrestled Bubblegum, and uh, it was fine. I, I beat Bubblegum with the Boston Crab, because I think a picture of that might have made Fighting Spirit magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, See, because you're in the right position. Yeah, yeah that's it. Chance to get a good photo. Um, and, uh, and so that ended up being me and Martin Stone in the finals for the FWA championship belt, which initially I was told in... Up until three days before, I was told I was going to be winning, which I think might interest some people. Was And I've wrestled Martin a million times, okay? But just to backtrack this and kind of uh, do a bit of a callback, um, where I said I've had to sort of have hospital admissions because of my cystic fibrosis, just after that match with Bubblegum, I was in hospital for two weeks, not on death's door, but just having some antibiotics to clear a chest infection. And, uh, and normally... I'm, you know, fortunately, once I've had my dose for a couple of weeks, I'm okay for like the next however many years as long as I can sort of stay healthy. But for whatever reason, they obviously hadn't cleared this infection fully. And again, this is all on me. This isn't my f- uh, anyone else's fault, but this is all part of the story. Was uh, my infection came out quite quickly? So again, I get out of breath easily. Um, you know, I'm coughing up all this gunk out of my mouth. Like I can't, you know, it's just part of the chest infection, and. We were going into uh, this. I, c- I can't even bloody remember the name of the show. Uh, he had a song to it. Da, 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 British uproar. Yeah, that sound right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But I thought, like I had there was no a song re- yeah, which Alex was. sang on. Yes, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, it's crazy because like I have no real recollection, and that's something we spoke about about the, F- the original FWA having that just iconic music. Yeah, and you said to me about FWA having 
their music, and that's when. So do you want to tell your? Yeah, yeah. So, to my perspective of that, right, I knew this new FWA wasn't going to work. Also, I didn't know. But my first doubt this was ever not going to work. So, FWA had an incredibly good entrance theme for the start of the show. If you go back and watch British Uprising, which I think Elazar's uploaded to YouTube, it has this like a crowd chant of FWA. FWA and it's like a whisper and it builds and builds and builds and it kicks in right and the moment he goes and it goes from a FWA FWA yeah FWA and then that's it was well good it was well good it was well good right and that was all down to the brainchild of Ralph Cardell and he and obviously with his new FWA he didn't let Alex use any of the music so they kind of did this half sort of cover version of this FWA but it it, it, it sounded I, I don't know if this is true but I'll say this as a, half as a joke it sounded like Len was stood in his music studio and going FWA and it yeah. just it was just like this isn't it you know like I'm not comparing FWA to ECW in terms of like when WWE relaunched ECW and people were like this isn't it but on a small scale <laughs> from those who had seen the old FWA I was like this just isn't it this isn't this isn't FWA at all and I guess even um so you're talking about the British uproar song just then. I yeah. do remember now that Alex sung on it, right? But like, but the British up, even that wasn't the same as I still have in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like a one you run, one you stronger, one, one wiser, wiser, uprising, headlining, one monster terrorizing. Yeah. yeah, see, we still remember that 15 years like, on. This is the place where heroes burn. Yeah, yeah, that was wicked. Like, I, I, I was a fairly new driver at the time, and I was driving everywhere and with and that CD. Remember, this is the world without a king, and it went black and to white. To Jody, because like, Jody just left, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so again, hunt those out. FWA Uprising Funny 2 Funny story about Jody videos. Flash, actually. Mm-hmm. So I set up Jody Flash's uh, Facebook and <laughs> email. He never had it. Like, so yes, everybody knows Jody. Yeah. Knows yeah. Jody's like, is like. I don't know how to put it, but like if you speak about Jody, it's like, oh, it's Jody. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, like uh, I imagine he used to write his bookings down like on the back of a cigarette packet. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and like he would always be late for everything. Yeah. He's not anymore, though. He's really like on yeah. time. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's a new me, mate. It's a new me. And he's also got a new physique as well. Hasn't oh, he, he looks great, phenomenal. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and uh, I set up his, his email and his Facebook and all of that stuff. It, like, I remember having to explain Facebook to him what it was. <laughs> and I said, and like, I was just taking the mickey and I just put something like King of England 2002 at <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And he, he was like, someone pointed out to me the other day that you're probably taking the mick out. I mean, this is like last year when we oh, were really? in Edinburgh. Yeah. Like exactly almost a year ago to the day. Like he's like, like, oh, <laughs> I just realised what a mark I look like with an email address, <laughs> like King of England 2002 <laughs> at hotmail.com. Yeah, it's not the best, Whatever it? it was. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, a little tidbit, the world without a king. But mm, that was, a, again, look these up. This is, yeah. this was, th- this would stand up today. Oh, absolutely. Without any shadow of a doubt. That's something that I still would love to have. One big thing about, um, so with this TV deal, and mm-hmm. again, I don't want to go off on a tangent, yeah. um, but it's my thing. Yeah. Um, but with the TV deal, and obviously, with you've seen, I introduced a lot of um, a lot of uh, custom tracks, um, you know, a year or so ago to Rev Pro, um, and it's an expensive and time-consuming thing. So we never really got all the way through giving everyone tracks. But now with the TV deal, we're having to give everyone tracks. So again, I'm kind of 
at that stage of getting the tracks all done. But what you'll notice is it's not generic music for the wrestlers. You know, it's not like the wrestlers just coming out to, you know, it's all very specific to their characters. So, you know, there's some personal favorites. I have like Ginny's music as an example, which obviously I can't change it now to be like, ha ha, it's Andy Boy Simmons. I've arrived and I'm shining. But like, you know, but like, it's all specific. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is a real good way forward. So FW was doing that, because of Ralph. Like Mark knew this guy from Birmingham called Ralph, um, who produced some fantastic songs. And even the ones that didn't have lyrics in it, they just fit the wrestler perfectly. You know, he really was the equivalent of you know the Jim Johnston scene in Beyond the Mat. Absolutely, yeah. And it was like, oh, it walks like this. So like, right, James tires this, so he's going to come out to, uh, which is just a fantastic piece of music. Um, so we're approaching the week of the show. I had a fairly fairly new girlfriend at the time. Not that this is particularly important, but she said, Alex said, can I come to RQW House in Dagenham? She's from Basildon. And uh, so she drove me there for what Alex had told me wasn't going to be a particularly long sort of time. I want to say we filmed some videos. Like It was like, I want to say Alex had sold it to me as in like, kind of like what you like, the UFC, like, you know, Martin Stone, come this Saturday, you know, yeah, I'm going to be I taking saw, the championship. I Alex on that and then I remember him slagging me off. So uh, about like he said, like he said something like, "There's some promoters out there who are just trying to fulfil their UFC fantasies." But I, really? told, yeah, those are exact words, right? Okay. And I, and that was directed at me, yeah, right. But I remember selling him on, you know, this is the way the business is going, and this is what we should do. We should learn from. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't do it anywhere near enough, and I sort of want to do more. But like I'm just like UFC is something like if you there's a fantastic documentary on the UFC where it shows how they started and when um, Zufa took over UFC and how they grew it into what they grew it to today. And one of the big things they always say is they took elements of professional wrestling and elements of boxing, right? To are they're not afraid to say like we you know we've taken elements of each of these yep. which worked and we've added our own twist. And they've created this unique product. So now I'm like, well, if they're openly admitting to taking stuff from pro wrestling, yeah, you yeah. know, and like, and they've tested stuff as well. So back in the early UFCs, a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the fighters used to come out. They used to have pyro, tr- Titan Trons, whatever, yeah, right. But it's not something which worked for their genre of fighting, so or combat sports or entertainment. So now, if you see a UFC show, they come out to music, but there's no like fancy screen saying like. Conor McGregor, okay. you know, with knockout, <clears throat> you know, right. with, with like, uh, you know, pictures of him knocking people out in the back. Yeah. You know, there's none of that okay. because that doesn't work. It didn't work for them. No, right? but that's as- aspects of pro wrestling they've taken. Anyone who watches um, the Habib and Conor build up for his next fight, yeah, where Conor smashes the bus, so it's total pro wrestling. Right? Yeah, right, right. And who right. knows how much of that is real and how much of it was staged. But I know I want to see that fight. Yeah, right. And um, and anyway, I was explaining like the, that we can take stuff from them mm-hmm. and. Um, and that's and that's uh, that's where I guess it all came from. And yeah, he then slagged me off to people okay. <laughs> about you know my MMA fantasies. Yeah. Yet then used it used here. It. Used it here. Yeah. Um. So so we're there, and I I, I want to say this part of mine at the time. She was satisfied for at least two hours when I was told, you know, maybe three. Well, she must have been fuming as well. Well, she, she had was. Temper on her, yeah, she? she was horrible. Or was that when she was pretending to be nice? No, yeah, we might have been in the still the honeymoon period. But anyway, like, she was out there for hours. I, and uh, I, I, someone's probably going, I said, why didn't you just invite her in? Um, but I don't know why I didn't. Anyway, she's sat outside in the car. And then Alex says to me, oh, we were hoping you could rehearse the match. 
right? And I and again, this isn't this isn't uh you know big headedness, but I was just like I've not rehearsed a match since like my third ever match. So like I turn up at the venue with some ideas, and I know I'm talented enough to do what I want to achieve. Like sometimes it doesn't go right, but like again, yeah. I'm playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I understand every wrestler has an ego. Every wrestler wants to do that. Yeah. But in Alex's mind, this match you were having yeah. was like the biggest match. Yes. Wanting to put the company on the map. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And and what I'll say is if you look at... It's not the same for everyone. But if you look at, for example, Tokyo Dome matches. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not putting it on the no, same... No, I know. I know. I know. I, I see your point. And maybe I didn't, I didn't consider Alex enough in that scenario. But I was thinking, my girlfriend's been outside here for three hours. Yeah. Uh, Which is why you should never bring... In Get girls involved in, with wrestling. Yeah, and it's, it's just another point. Yeah. yeah, another great point. Um, so yeah, that was kind of on my mind. I'm thinking. When I say girls, by the way, I mean partners. I don't mean. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I don't mean that girls shouldn't be around. Yeah, wrestling. Sure. I mean, when you've got a partner, they don't. You know, they don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like, it doesn't. However much they want to understand and want to be, uh, you know, want to be a part of it. The bottom line is, like, I know with my wife, she might say to me, like, oh, I just want to spend time with you. I know she'd be bored out of her brain if she came and just sat, sat in with the me office. in the office. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we'd be like, oh, can we do this now? Can we do this now? No. <laughs> I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex had said, can, can we practice a match? I said, well, I can't remember what my exact response was, but either way, I just told him I didn't want to practice So basically, at that time, you signed your papers there because you were saying, when you were like saying, like, oh, I don't want to practice that match, it's like, either this has to be the best match ever, or if it's not, yeah. if one thing goes wrong in this match, it's my it's fault. On you. It's on me. Yeah. And I can remember at the time, Martin was. And can I just add another thing to that as well? Yep. Right. So that passion that Alex had for the. The, the shows and the product and, and whatever, right? If I seriously believe if everyone, and I'm not suggesting that FWA was a place to do it because I think it was, again, I will reiterate, I believe it was some of the right people, not all the right people, but some of the right pieces of the puzzle. You had like Len with his production, Tony with his enthusiasm and bank balance. And <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, but not, I'm gonna say, but I said that in a joking term, like in a Tony in the sense of like, he was willing to invest in the product. Yeah. You know, he was willing to put money in because he knew long term there's something to come out of it. You sure. Know? Um, and obviously you had Len and his TV recording stuff and high production values. Um, you know, you had Alex with a full on drive. Um, I think you needed someone Again, like wrestling-wise, in the in the um, in the modern sense, not the not like you know, like Alex hadn't been around wrestling in years. Yeah, you know? not when I say wrestling in wrestling in this country in years. And I think you needed someone like I know it's just in specifically me, but someone who can just be like, oh, this guy's come through now. This guy's come through now. Why don't we use these guys? You know, um, I think we could have used someone like that. Um, I think it would have benefited having Mark Sloan on board as well, just because at the time he had a lot of <laughs> attention to detail was yep. what he was very good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he probably would have helped contribute a lot to the look and feel of the shows. Yeah. Um, Ralph would have been good getting him back. Obviously, Ralph would yeah. be great to get back. Yeah, that's what they, that was one of the obviously massive things which were missing. Um, but what I'm saying is if if everyone had that same passion and drive that Alex had about the product, he would have stand a much better chance of succeeding. Sure. I look at and stuff. I didn't help. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, no, no. But I'm not saying, like, again, like, you had no reason to 
to yeah. be that invested. And I'm like, and I'm the same. When I talk to guys now, I get frustrated when people don't see my shows as I want people to see my shows as a level above every other show they work, right? Because for many years, that's always been the case of, you know, people look at my shows as, and again, I'm not. This is just the way it is. People. There's eyes on my show, so people treat them like a big deal. And there was no secret that you know, well, people would be like, "Well, why don't we get these fantastic matches elsewhere?" Because people actually, they they put that pressure on themselves to have those matches on my shows. Yeah. And it's not so. And I think now less so than ever before, right? I don't think in 2018, I don't think it it rings as true. I think that people have those fantastic matches everywhere. But I would be desperate for people to want to have that same level of commitment that I have to to the shows you know and, and and i feel that if everyone pulls in the same direction you've really got the chance to succeed something to succeed in something you know mm-hmm. and i think that that's uh I, I can understand alex's frustration i can understand why alex was so desperate for it to you know yeah go as well as he wanted yeah. it to yeah, yeah. so uh, you know he probably saw that as quite i don't know insulting but again it wasn't really i couldn't just think about wrestling like i was thinking well like i said i've got i've got vicky out in the car so I said, I didn't really want to do that. I haven't really got time for that. So I went on my way. And I want to say about one or two days later, I get a phone call from Alex saying, listen, we're not going to have you win the belt now. So I was like, oh, we're going to put the belt on Martin. Oh, that's obviously because of... Well, he said... And I want to say I had a discussion with him. Maybe... Our, so we, we did the match. And, and the reason why I brought up earlier about being quite uh, you know unwell with a chest infection was... So I'd had this treatment in November, December... And then come sort of middle of February, I was sort of back being really ill again, almost at the same sort of point. You know, I wasn't really, I hadn't really recovered. And I remember being really, death, not deathly ill, but like just ill going into that match thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this now. And uh, and we get back from the match. Match was okay. Martin won. And I remember the first thing Alex said to me, and I don't want to say he shouted at me, but he said, were you blowing up in the ring? And I was a bit like, oh, maybe. But I was too embarrassed to tell him why. And I kind of, you know, like I said on my on the specific episode, um, I don't like talking about it. Yeah. So there's no way I was going to, oh, well, Alex, I'm actually not being well at the moment. It, you don't want to use it as an excuse. Yeah, don't want to use it as an excuse yeah. either. So um, so I just had to kind of take that on the chin. And I could tell he wasn't happy. And then I I have one other point from that day, which if Alex listens to this, whether he could tell me whether it was true or not, but I will say I wouldn't be surprised if it was true, but it may not be true. Is I may start making the point earlier where Martin was starting to get some buzz, maybe going to WWE. Yeah, and I was told that Alex said to Martin, "He's just blown your chance of going to WWE." And then me and Martin, and me and Martin were friends, oh. like wrestling friends. Yeah. And uh, like we went, we, you know, we, we went to his wedding. Do you know what I mean? Like we were we were wrestling pals. Um, and Martin completely discommunicated from me in the fact of like I know it sounds minor, but like took me off Facebook. Uh, never spoke to me at shows, like just wouldn't talk to me, and I was told that was why because Alex. Oh, said, really? Yeah, yeah, and and you know Alex might be say that's not true. Yeah, but that's that's what uh, I I, I want to say. Martin didn't tell me because he didn't talk to me, uh, but that's what someone was. Told. But it was he wasn't true because he wound up going to WWE. Well, exactly, he's not true. He so. wasn't factual, but Alex might yeah. well have said that, and that's why Martin wanted to blame me as to why things might not have gone initially, why he didn't go straight away. But again, that was nothing to do with like absolutely nothing to do with me. I'm under no illusions that Vince McMahon or Triple H didn't sit there and watch that match. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just saying he went, you didn't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, he did great, didn't he? In the, in the long run, he's back there now. So well done, genuine, sincerely, awesome. Um, and and my only other point 
was I knew I was on rocky ground even before the match was because in near Broxbourne, which is where the show was, there's an, the most amazing gym. I think it's called Monsters, and it's, yeah, the it's gi- not the first time you've got yourself in trouble by going to that gym at Broxbourne. Well, do you remember when you went? Uh, when we had that show where you had all the all the eight and eight by tens for the meet and greet, and you were off at the gym with John Morris. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and your poor so, mum had driven all the way down through traffic. Oh, she's on like to, three belts yeah, or to, something. That was and it. She, yeah. she travelled all the way down, <laughs> and she's like, "Where's Andrew?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I'm thinking the exact same thing. We got like a hundred people waiting to meet Bret Hart, and Andy's got all the pictures <laughs> in his car, and like, you were like I was off on a jolly, oh, just, just at the gym with my mate John. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so um, so I. And Alex kept talking about the uh, the end game for this FWA revival was a television deal. So I thought, well, everything that I'm I'm in, I want to look as good as possible. So I went to the gym with Tommy, and then I'm told as soon as I get back, oh, Alex isn't happy with you. And they had a meeting which I must have missed. And Alex said some of the some of the wrestlers here are more interested more interested in looking like a wrestler than actually being a wrestler, which I thought was a bit of an oxymoron because we're supposed to be both. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. That's again. Alex might see me and say that's not that's not accurate at all. But again, that was relayed to me um, as if that was a knock at me because I was in the gym. But again, like I would argue, like, I'm not like mm. just try, again, like so. He's from his perspective, he's probably just so frustrated mm. because he's put everything, and I, I mean, yeah. he was consumed by this, yeah. right? And he's put everything into it, and he's looking at he's not looking at you going to the gym as you trying to get into shape to look good for the, the product he's looking at it as you know we're supposed to have a meeting because I remember they used to do like early call times right yeah. ridiculous early call times and it's like you know we have a meeting yeah. you know you know it yet you're not here yeah sure and yeah. like that like that comment was probably just out of more anger and frustration than yeah yeah Okay, yeah, but that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I do. And yeah, in I, hindsight, he's probably right. But, but I just wanted to make sure I looked good if this was going to be on the telly, aired television-wise, or even shown to some executives. And like, let's be honest, that crew of FWA wrestlers, none of them really had the, a television look, did they? No, not at all. No, so, maybe sticks. Um, sticks, maybe. The exceptions rather than the rule, you know. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, like Moss, Johnny and Moss, and, and, and Martin, and Martin, Doug. Yeah, yeah. So there was a few, but like I just wanted to be like, listen, I'm I'm short, so like I always wanted to look good for you know have a way which way I could. So that's why I took always great pride and in it and thought it was essential. But obviously Alex didn't, which is fair enough. Um, and maybe he just felt it wasn't essential on that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could have <laughs> done know. some press ups. But like the point, do you know what I mean? Like that's like he's probably just like so frustrated with the, uh, mm. you know, and it's probably not even just it's probably not even just you. It's probably like if you've already got a bee in your bonnet thinking like these guys aren't taking it seriously yep. but then you've got you're at the gym someone else turns up late yeah. someone else isn't here yet uh-huh. and you're just like oh you guys like if we all pull in the same direction then this is go- do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's probably that uh, that frustration boiling over yeah um, but yeah I got like I, I again like I think it's uh, it was a bad choice of words if that were the, was the words used um, but I'm sure it was like just you know <laughs> that, that it, it must be it must be frustrating, especially I don't know, and I, I think a lot of it as well was a lot of the guys. Again, I might, I might be speaking out of turn here, but I think a lot of the guys that signed these deals and they're working for free once a month, and but they they weren't getting everything that was promised. Well, no, we've know. touched on that, haven't so we? Like your protein powder wasn't there. Yeah, like I don't, you know, like just little things that were, mm-hmm. were promised weren't you weren't in possession of. No, you know, um, and. As a result, and like just for example, stuff like 
promo pictures. You all promised your promo pictures. But then if I would say to you, Andy, did you get your promo pictures? Um, I got some because I got I took my butler gear because I decided I was going to try to get into WWE as the butler oh, and okay. do promos and stuff. So I took all my butler gear and I want to say it was Tony Knox. Who Tony was Knox was doing that. Tony and Knox. He did put the pictures up on his, on his stuff. Yeah. But like then like, I guess if I were to be like, oh, can I get a promo picture of you, please, Andy? It'd be like, no, it belongs to FW. Yeah, you know right, I mean? I haven't got anything. Yeah. So like... Um, but I think a lot of wrestlers were probably frustrated about that stuff, so they had their frustrations. Um, and then they were like, and we're here for free. And then even though, and even, I would argue, even if they are getting stuff out of it, but they can't see it. So like, even if you were getting your protein powder, even if, if you're not getting that physical exchange of money, it feels yeah, like you're doing sure. it for nothing, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of wrestlers probably were just like, oh, we're, we're here for free. I mean, if I turned up to any after Bay show I was on, and there was a tub of Maxi Muscle or Time for Nutrition or whatever, I'd be cool. I'm happy with that. You know, yeah. I, did, I didn't... That's fine, because I know how much that cost to buy. So, yeah. I'd have been more than happy. So, so yeah. So, I think, uh, you know, maybe the fact that the wrestlers were kind of always almost resenting the fact they were there in the first place. Some yeah. of them, not all of them. I don't mm -hmm. want to tell everyone the same brush. Um, but that, obviously... And when I say resenting, I mean, it's, it's not something like they might just be thinking that in their heads, and as a result, they may not be as enthusiastic about ideas, and they're like, we're doing this for free. So, when, I, when you're saying to me, you have to come super early... When you're saying to me, like, you know, I'm working for this place next week. I'm going to turn up an hour before the doors open, have a nice time with my mates. But now I'm doing this for free. You're telling me I have to come five hours before <laughs> the match. Sure. Right. You're telling me I have to sit through a meeting where I'm going to be told off. You're telling me that this isn't fun anymore because you're taking this actually seriously, which it requires someone to do to be like, we need to take this actually seriously. <laughs> right. But you're telling me you need to take this actually seriously. So it's not going to be fun anymore. So I'm not even going to enjoy doing it. Mm. You know, there's going to be a high pressure on me and I'm doing all this for free. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have the best attitudes. Sure. But then, obviously, that then leads to the frustration from the other end, where they're like, "We're trying to make this work for you, and you're just not showing the enthusiasm." You're not showing the enthusiasm. You know, it's almost like both sides need to kind of feel vindicated and happy, but it's very hard. Yeah. Um, when when neither neither side is really getting what they want, the one side who isn't getting any monetary gain out of it, and the other side is just frustrated because people can't see what they're they're trying to achieve and think everyone should be enthusiastic and jumping through hoops. Right. For it. For it yeah. Um, so, so I come backstage. I get you know Alex has his word with me about if I was blown up or not, and I didn't really want to tell him why. So um, I then uh, I then went home. I, I remember I remember the drive home because I was staying with my girlfriend's house in Basildon. Drove there, and I want to say I'm going to find out if this is right. But I want to say the following day was Valentine's Day because obviously I was a bit like, well, I'll just spend the debut tomorrow. Um, and uh, I'll just get on this Google Maps. But I'll continue the story anyway. So, regardless if it's Valentine's Day or not, I um, well, gone way too far. My Google Maps here, two thousand one. We're back to. Uh, I get a text message, sort of maybe ten a.m., and it's just Alex saying, "You know, thank you, thank you for everything you've done. Um, you know, thanks for last night, but it was something along the lines of I really felt you let the team down. Oh, that's got to be. <laughs> it was something like that." Yeah. Um, we're going to write you out for a bit. And actually, um, that actually felt like a bit of a weight off my shoulders because I was a bit like, I'm committing to these dates, you know, like we said, for nothing once a month. I'm not really seeing anything in return. And I've got this new girlfriend who I'm head over heels in love with, so I'm probably just going to enjoy spending time with her. And are you... So but was that how you were really fit? Like, Yeah, it was. was. It was 13th of February was the Saturday and the following day was the Valentine's Day. Not that I was expecting a happy Valentine's Day from Alex, <laughs> but uh, <coughs> yeah. So and and that was it. I think I text back. I text Alex back. I was just like, "Listen, mate, thank you for everything you've done for me. 
Um, I'm, I'm out of the four people, and again, I know I haven't had the most successful careers, but I sort of credit four people, Mark Sloan, uh, Scott Conway, Phil Powers, and Alex Shane. As the four people as to why I'm still involved in wrestling now. And, all right, mate. Well, no, that's what you like to think. Well, you say that. Podcast. My idea, yeah. Who's a, who's a driving force behind this? Who? I don't know. Whatever, don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Cool. Uh, well, but, 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 I'd just like to uh, announce <coughs> that the new, uh, the new commentary team for RevPro TV will be Andy Quilden and <laughs> Kevin Kelly. Cool, good so, luck. Um, so he'll be he'll be called him up. Going, you're oh going to get another guy. You're going to get another one of those text messages, which is like, <laughs> "Thanks, <laughs> the, thanks for podcast last night, mate. Just want to let you know we're writing you out of the podcast future <laughs> episodes, forward, yeah. and uh, we'll be also writing you out of uh, future TV episodes. And, Fine. Um, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll have a, do one of those things where you get attacked by mm-hmm. Josh Bowden at the start. I won't do it. I just won't be there. You won't see it coming. <laughs> Josh Bowden so. can beat me up. He threatened to beat me up recently. Well, I heard. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. He could. yeah. Oh, he threatened to beat me up behind my back, of course, when I wasn't even in the room. All right, let's not get into this. All yeah. right. Okay. Cool. That's it. Um, I st- I heard you call him. I was sat in the locker room when you called him on it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Oh no, 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 no. Nah, nah. You yes, it was. Oh, well, he like, made some he joke about like, it. Oh, yeah. I might have threatened. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um. So anyway, I'd quite. like to see you to have a fight. Anyway, no, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't want to see you get beaten up. We could promote it on YouTube. Oh, we could, couldn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool, that's it. I mean, again, I didn't see Alex enter for about another eight months, which is what I mentioned last week when he did the comment con. Take that pen out of your mouth, we can hear it. And uh, Sorry. And it's probably disgusting, it's probably someone else's pen as well. <laughs> Zoe, it's probably your that, pen. Oh, don't worry, she's not listening anyway. Uh, so, um, so, Alex, I saw Alex at that comic con, that FWA comic con. Do you ever think about that, by the way? About when what? you put pens in your mouth, yeah, like you just do it automatically. Mm-hmm. But then, like, other people do that automatically as well. It's kind of disgusting. Well, obviously, when my dad writes all the names and numbers of the, you know, the paper deliveries, mm. the, every pen you find in my parents' shop is full of my dad's gob. So, like, and my mum is like, "Oh, get that away from me!" And I was like, "I don't know why you're worried." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what that always bugs. Like, I don't know what, how. Like, the pens mm. just gravitate towards. I my don't mouth. know if I really do. I click. I oh. kind of do this with pens. I click. Flick I do thing. click a lot, and oh. like, I, there's, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's off. I was about to say I flick them between my fingers. But. Um, so, mate, people can hear that ruffling. Okay. So leave the pen alone. It's over. Um, anyway, you saw Alex eight months later. Yeah, I saw Alex eight months later, and and we hadn't communicated. I think at all. Um, and you're both a little bit embarrassed. I want to say I still got FWA text messages though from like Tony being like, "Can you guys be at?" Oh, you were still on the mailing list. Yeah, or maybe or maybe emails. But I remember when it all ended officially ended. That was definitely as a text message. Oh, because I never even realised it officially ended. All the bo- all the wrestlers knew. Yeah. All the wrestlers. Well, at least I got an email. I can't well, I'm sure I was smartened up by one of the stooges. I yeah. used to get people to stooge stuff off to me all the time. Yeah. Not anymore. I'm not in a. No. I'm not in a position to get. Inside knowledge anymore. Everyone just cuts me out now. No, there's nothing like, to. And I'm off. Nothing to know, is there? I'm off. See yeah. you later. <laughs> See you. We talk. Uh, we talk when you uh, get released from your contracts, <laughs> shall we? And then not. And then what do you know? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I saw Alex and Alex, like I said last week. He that said was a cryptic me. message, by the way. No, I know it was. Okay, just <coughs> make sure everyone listening knows. Okay. Uh, and he said, oh, I was a bit worried, or, you know, I didn't know how we were going to sort of be with each other. Or, you know, that was the message, that's not what we said. And, uh, and then and you was, hugged, and that was it. That was it. He asked me to MC, not MC, yeah, MC a match. 
And you were at like, that FWA you were like, this show. is my foot back in. That's it, I'm back. And Yeah, but also, I actually forgot this, and this is only a short story, but I think I spoke to Alex on the phone maybe a few months after getting him released. say getting re- well not released I'm still under contract are you still under contract now I think so how no, long were no. the contracts for I can't remember maybe two two years maybe so anyway uh, I spoke to Alex and he actually said oh well if you want to come up to London and, and we'll train together and I think you know we can still do something with you and but it's still the thought of like doing once a month for nothing <laughs> didn't qu- I mean I appreciate the offer but again I was still with this girl and, and we, we were engaged and we were going to get married we didn't but we were engaged <laughs> and we were going to get married and Oh, I just think that could have caused a breakup. And you say you were working a month for free, mm-hmm. right? But if that had caused a breakup between you and that girl, it would have been worth you it. Would have saved saved me so much saved money. me a fortune. Yeah, you wouldn't even known fortune. it, would you? Have, yeah. That would have been the get out of jail free card. Yeah. So Alex could have saved me. There you go. But yeah, that's it, really. That's I think that's all I've got. I got the text message from Tony saying this is. A, no, it wasn't dramatic or anything, but I think it said, oh, everyone that's under contract is now. He's now released. I don't know. I can't remember the verbiage. Officially free of your contractual obligation. It might have been something like that. Yeah, it might have been something like that. Um, yeah. So, again, like we've gone, uh, it's an hour and a half in now. So, we just, you know, we need to put a bow around this, don't we? Mm. And, and take it home. Um, but, um, you know, I guess we need to we, we need to conclude really about FWA 2.0. We've heard your perspective. We've heard my perspective. Um, well, we'd have to get. We could maybe get Alex's perspective on it. We so we don't want to. We don't want to put a bow on okay. it yet. Yeah. Okay, we won't put a bow on it yet then. Because yeah. I just figured like we need like just an overview of where it wound up and and what it did or didn't achieve. But like I said, I alluded to last week. I believe it was ahead of its time in terms of the YouTube content. And I believe if it had more content and more shows, I think that it could have gone on to be quite the quite the force because I think it it really would have had its footing within the UK within the wrestling industry on YouTube because it's creating content and a lot of it and they were the first real wrestling content creators so in the UK mm-hmm. at least <coughs> uh, sure so yeah I think that was uh, yeah just big potential there if it it's all the right ideas but not all the puzzle fitting together I guess yeah yeah um, so we leave it at that for now then yeah um, so I would say as well during this podcast Free Sports have announced the has it gone up is it yeah it's gone up cool so um, so that's official. We come into free sports. Um, like I say, exciting time for us. Um, taping next thir- Wednesday and Thursday at York Hall, Bethnal Green. All tickets £15. Please come and support us because uh, we need to, like I say, we need to get... We want it to go on a real, we want it to, the right foot. Yeah. And um, and obviously there will be more tapings after this, but, you know, we're starting off... Um, we're starting off with these ones, and we want it. To, we want to start off at making a good, good, good first impression um, with with the audience on on free sports. Um, so I'm personally very excited about what we have to uh, and what we can achieve. Um, and I think that it's uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. Like I say, it's a, it's a channel which is available in every single home within the UK. Um, I believe. I don't know if that's factually correct. I don't know if there's any other TV platform. Oh, that's a nice little not. graphic that's gone up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if there's any other TV platforms which which it's not available on. Um, but as far as I know, all the major TV platforms are covered. So, and it's free. So you can check that out. Um, but yeah, please do come support the shows. Um, crap. I've just said the, said the C bomb. Um, no, I just said crap. Oh right. Okay. Um, I was just like getting getting nervous because this is the last podcast now between now and Rev Pro Week. Uh. So the next podcast, we're going to be in the middle of it, in the thick of well, it. Well, hopefully we? we'll have a guest next week. Yeah, Maybe Kevin will do it. Should we get Kevin to do it? We'll ask Kevin. We can ask Kevin to do it, okay? Well, you're his friend, so I figured you were... I am his friend, you're right. Um, 
always just like one of my tweets, funnily enough. Oh, there you go. And me and you. It's like it's, it's bomb like bags have been back since 2007. Tom, well, that was at the yeah, guy yeah. who did the big in Wigan. That picture yeah, well. I remember yeah. going. You better not drop me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's funny because, uh, and I like that bum bag technique of wearing it over the shirt as well. Yeah, that's a. Uh, well, yeah, that was a good summer, technique. wasn't it? It was a. That was my last real. Oh, that was my last real summer because mm. that was a uh, like three week, three or four weeks into that summer, I wound up getting a real job. Really, was it? Yeah, like I was uh, fresh out of university, maybe four weeks in, because I missed the second week of the camps. Okay. To do the interview, I had to do the interview, so I missed the second week of the camps, and then I went away on the third week of the camps, and I was expecting it to be, in the end, you were like, oh, I'm not actually coming this week. Who I did? Yeah. Oh, did I? Did I miss a but week? But I thought I? you were coming on. I thought you were coming on that week, and that was the week I did with Blondie. Blondie and, and I wish uh, I'd done that week with Blondie it was Barrett. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Blondie, Yestin Reese, T Bone. Ashley? No, Ashley wasn't there. Johnny the Body. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's when I first really got to know T-Bone properly as well. Um, Because, like, because Ashley Steele was the guy who did... I think, I want to say T-Bone didn't do the first week, did he? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. It was a long time ago, obviously. But uh, but I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm I'm in for it now, aren't I? (laughs) But they were just... Just lovely men on the ring on the road and with I, the blonde. Yeah, and I'd love to have Blondie Barrett on this podcast as well. Oh, that'd be good. Wouldn't yeah, he like, probably doesn't even remember me. We only spent one week of our lives together, but he obviously he had a profound impact upon my life because obviously I used to watch him wrestle in South End years yep. and years ago, and I remember telling him the story about when he attacked someone with a coat hanger. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's probably because. He was probably backstage. You're like, you need to come out with a weapon. He's looking around, can't find anything. He just yeah. gets a coat hanger. But that's that could be a deadly weapon. Go for someone's eye without their cheek. Well, he was or... going for the midsection. Oh, <laughs> the old stomp and <laughs> stomp and dig into the midsection. Cool. So um, I wrestled him once as Doink the Clown. Dunk. No, he was Doink. Oh, he's actually it was, Doink. Was it was he? Doink the Clown. Oh, he didn't have the costume. He was just called Doink the Clown. And oh, British that wrestling. About right. Yeah. And British wrestling at the time was so cheap. And we know, I assume he still listens, Scott Conway was the promoter. And they, so the finish was a, uh, a custard pie, I think they called it. But it was actually, um, it looked like whipped cream, but it was shaving foam. Oh, really? Like a 27p can of shaving yeah. foam on a paper plate. And he threw it in my <laughs> face. And obviously he says, whatever you do, shut your eyes. And I remember my right eye was still open. <laughs> and oh my God, I've never had pain like it. Like really raggedy old... <laughs> crappy uh, shaving foam <laughs> right in my right eye I can still picture it now like I'm bright red and horrible so yeah wow thanks for the memories <laughs> I love stuff like that I look back and laugh yeah. at that yeah. it's good isn't it yeah um, cool alright then guys yep. that'll do ya check us out on the social medias mm-hmm. twitter at aquilden a-q-u-i-l-d-a-n and at boy simmons b-o-y-s-i-m-m-o-n-z and uh, yeah we'll speak to you again in the middle of Rev Pro Week if I'm still around, alive. Mm. I shouldn't really say stuff like that. Scared of dying. Could, yeah, so. we talked about it a bit today, didn't we? Yeah. Not me and you. I talked it with a couple of other lads. Well, I always talk about. It with oh a lot no, we of did talk about you. Yeah. Yeah, we. Yeah. 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 That's another story for another day. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Bye.